Next on BYU Sports Nation, make BYU football great again. SB Nation's Bill Connolly on how Kalani Sitake makes BYU BYU again. We've got news for the future of BYU and Utah State football and why the Cougars' 2018 schedule is already too tough. Plus, Final Four night for BYU volleyball has arrived. Beat the Bruins and name the best dynasty in BYU sports history. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. Let's go, ball night. May 3rd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who is in the process of making Springville, Utah great again. We just got to get the white hairs and the young couples to agree on stuff like the rec center. But that's another point. I'm stoked because tonight is a volleyball ball night. The final four, the NCAA semifinals, BYU and UCLA. Can't wait. Fourth meeting of the season. For the first time ever, BYU volleyball, three consecutive years, into the NCAA Final Four. I'm over that one. Uh, I want a title. I want a title. Let's go. BYU and UCLA tonight. That makes two of us. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bill Connolly of SB Nation along with projecting BYU football in his annual preview to win 5.4 games in 2018. 0.4 will get you. We had our say about that yesterday. We're going to talk to Bill a little bit later. He also presented the following question in that Cougar football preview. Can Kalani Satake make BYU BYU again? Jerem, what in the world does it mean to make BYU BYU again? I say we just say make uh, BYU great, BYU football great again. Because last year wasn't great, so let's make it great again. I've got some ideas. Here they are. Go to a bowl game, for one. Like, that's not hard. It's not hard. Okay. 80, 80 teams go to a bowl game. It is not a difficult thing to go to a bowl game. Beat Utah. People working together. Come on. Win conference titles. Oh, wait. Awesome quarterbacks. Okay? That's, that's BYU football. Awesome quarterbacks. Okay? Exciting passing game. That's BYU football. Relevant players and wins, okay? Just to name a few. There have been two different eras of BYU football since the Cougars decided to go independent in 2011. So are we talking about making BYU BYU again in the independent era? No, I'm talking about making BYU football great again. Okay, just period, straight up. Yeah, I don't... Yes! Win! Have good quarterbacks. Beat Utah! The, the bowl standard games, was put titles. in place. The conference titles thing's not going to happen. Yes, but, that's but, the thing. Or is it? Be the best independent. BYU won the independent conference title in 2016 over Notre Dame. What is BYU right now? Because if we're talking the BYU of the last decade, essentially the independence era, that's win eight games, push nine wins, and go to a bowl game. Before that, it was G5 conference championship domination Double-digit wins, going to a bowl game. Beating Utah. Beating bowl Utah. Games, finishing ranked. And finishing nationally ranked. The I, one I simple that. answer, the one simple answer for me in all of this is for BYU football to finish ranked in the AP poll for the first time since 2009. Then you got to schedule down, bro. These current schedules aren't going to yield that. 
finishing nationally ranked is the only significant measuring stick that we have for BYU football from a national standpoint. Relevance, yes. It's only quantifiable relevance. In Bill Connolly's S&P rankings, he combines the metric of a team's success rate to its equivalent points per play. That sounds complicated, okay? Yes. Suffice it to say, his S&P rankings are numbers based on success and efficiency. With that in mind, five of BYU's opponents are in the top 35 of those rankings. Spencer, is five top 35 S&P games too many? Probably. But thank you. here's the thing. BYU football, as an independent has wholeheartedly taken on this next-level challenge. For better or for worse. Self-imposed. For better or for worse. So if you're asking a football player, current, former, doesn't matter, they will say, bring it on. And that has yielded a lot of 10-win seasons for... Arizona, Wisconsin, Washington, Boise State, and Utah, my friend. That's quite a list. And California's not in the top 35 of the S&P. BYU's lone home game in, against the Power Five in 2018. All five of those are on the road. All five games on the road. So five, a, little, a little hot in here. I'm okay with five top 35 S&P games, according to Bill Connolly, as long as they're not all on the road. Like you have yeah, to play you gotta a couple have at least of those two at Provo, home, right? Come on. And Tom Homo has positioned himself to do that with future schedules, and we'll get to a future schedule. Which is overrated. The addition Present of Utah State in just a bit. Dog. But five five <laughs> road games in the top thirty five that you're asking it's really hard for probably too much of a challenge. BYU historically has won forty percent of its Power Five games. Okay, so you're looking at traditionally a two and three record in those. You're signing up for three losses. Not necessarily, okay? You've got to play well. You've got to play better, okay? But what's BYU's record going to be in those five? Last year, remember the Furious Five? We made a big deal. Furious How can I five. forget? BYU went 0-5 in the Furious Five, okay? We said 2-3 and three was a minimum. I think 2-3 and three is a minimum for this. BYU's got to go 2-3 and three to give themselves a chance to do something, go 8+. But look, the goal is not to go 8+. Plus. That it's means to they get need to, to a bowl win. game. It's 1-4. BYU needs to beat Cal at home and then... Hope they sneak in another one. Probably Arizona. And Cal's not even one of these top five S&P 35 games. That's right. So you got to beat, well, what's the other one? Arizona? So right now we're saying to go two and three, you have to pick. That's the one I want. You need two quality road wins. Quality. I think that's too much. For this group, new offense, coming off four and go one and four, beat Cal, beat four other teams, get to a bowl game, and then build from there. Look, that's the 2018 schedule. Clearly, we should focus on the 2021 and 2022 schedule. Because if the present isn't convenient, just look (laughs) to the future. Push it forward. BYU and Utah State have extended the annual football series by two games in Logan in 2021, back in Provo for the 2022 season. The Cougars and Aggies will now play for the next five years. Jeremy, in your opinion, should BYU play Utah State every year? I think so. I think, yeah, sure. Uh, that's the case for 21 and 22. I, I do like this game every year. I think it's good. It's good regional rivalry. Got the old wagon wheel out there. I think it's good. Boise State could be a Friday option for this. A reminder that in October, the priesthood session of General Conference isn't a thing anymore. It's the women's session. So you're keeping in mind uh, you know, that nuance to this. So if, if you wanted, you could play it on Saturday. I, I think it's good not to. Just don't get in the way of that experience for 
the members of the church who are participating in this game, right, and watching. I think it's good. Friday night, I'm cool with it. And then you stay in Utah. You know you're home. You know you're going to be home for General Conference from a personnel standpoint. What's crazy about this, uh, in 2021, with the addition of Utah State, BYU has now essentially locked in their schedule. They have 11 games scheduled against Division I opponents. I'm guessing that the 12th game will be a lower division FCS team or just in Provo. An FCS team. An FCS team. Yeah, the, the okay. FCS is a lower division. That's that's going to happen. So, you want, do you want to know how many Power Five teams are on that 11 game? Tell the people, Jerem. Of FBS. Seven. Which is right in line with what you want for BYU football. I want three or four. <laughs> I want three or four. So, Utah State on the 2021 schedule Ooh. is actually beneficial. Because BYU, before the announcement of Utah State, already had seven Power Fives lined up. Well, they're gonna, BYU's always going to play Utah State. They took a year off or two there. I don't know why. They should always play Utah State. Yes, Utah. I agree why with not? you. They should play every year. Tonight, the BYU men's volleyball team plays UCLA for a fourth time this season in the NCAA tournament semifinals at UCLA. 10.30 Eastern time on NCAA.com. Spencer, will BYU men's volleyball advance to the championship game for the third year in a row? Yes, BYU serves the ball well on the coast. They serve better in California than they do at home. They won the MPSF title in Provo. That was great, exciting. We had the new updated version of the MPSF championship trophy. All shiny. There's no name plaque on the bottom. We're going to inscribe something on that. Let's just put our names on the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Our our Twitter handles. At Spencer (laughs) underscore Linton. Okay, so uh, let's say, hey, let's put that in the middle today. We, we've got the Chance. trophy. Let's put the hey, But because we over. have the trophy, bring it over. once yeah. again, this tells you how much it doesn't matter for BYU volleyball. We'll cover the right BYU now. store. They're paying money. It just doesn't matter. It's the Washington Monument trophy. Yes, it is. BYU is clearly focused on winning a national championship. Haven't done that since 2004. They've <sighs> had several opportunities. This is the next chance. Several, yeah. They are in Southern California where they serve the ball, lights out. They know what's on the line. Brendan Sander, this is his last run, his last opportunity. I just don't think that BYU goes down in the Final Four. They will get to the national championship match. BYU's dominated UCLA. They won nine of the last ten, okay? The one BYU lost was when the Cougars locked up the one seed, Okay. It's the, the context is good for BYU. The Cougars are seven and one in the national semifinals. Seven and one. The only time they've lost was 2014, fourth meeting with Stanford. BYU had beaten Stanford thrice. Didn't get good play from their opposites that night, uh, and BYU lost. This is the fourth meeting with UCLA. But BYU has dominated UCLA. I feel really confident that BYU is going to go in there and play well. And here is middle blocker Price Jarman yesterday on the matchup with the Bruins. Every single time we've played them, it's been an absolute battle, um, and, and points don't come easy. So um, that's you know the kind of the matchup we expect is two physical teams that aren't really willing to concede. And it's on UCLA's home court, so that's certainly a factor. A home game. By the way, a lot of people ask, why don't why doesn't BYU have the the NCAA tournament here? BYU's had it one time. There is a scheduling conflict, among other reasons. Uh, like, this week is Women's Conference, and so they're using the Smithfield House. At some point in the future, it'd be nice to host another one besides 2009. The one time BYU did host it, BYU was not in it. Yeah. 
You're reminding me of all these things I don't want to talk, <laughs> talk about. Like, not winning since 04, only having won since 09. Yeah. BYU Athletics has a long, successful, shimmering, shiny legacy across several sports, including men's volleyball. There have been dynasty performances there. Today, the question is, what is the best dynasty in BYU sports history? Is it men's volleyball? Spencer. It's the honor code. They're undefeated. They've never lost. Well, you're going way off the radar here. They're part of BYU sports. <laughs> Every first game of the season there. <laughs> also, BYU football, 1979 to 85. Thank you. This will never be matched in college football history again from a non-Power 5 team. The Cougars won the WAC every year. They went to the Holiday Bowl every year during that run. Five and two, by the way. Finished ranked in the top 16 in six of the seven seasons. Preach. BYU will never do that again. That was incredible. 77 and 12 during that stretch. 86 win percentage. Unbelievable. Oh, Not and even... they won a national championship in that run, Jerem. Oh, by the way. I thought that one was obvious. Preach, man. Yeah, that's the greatest dynasty in BYU sports history. And will never be topped. Will never be topped. What is second place is the real question. And I'd have to think hard about that one. Like, BYU Volleyball had a nice run between 99 and 2004. Yeah, they won three and six. That's amazing. Women's Cross Country won, I want to say, three and five or six. There was a run there. 97 and 01 and whatnot. Which is the second best? But like, dynasty. no one's gonna, no one's gonna be like, women's cross country is the second best. Like, I'm just bringing it up because they won. Right now, if we're making things current, BYU women's golf has won three consecutive West no Coast Championships. Up. Yeah, these are good dynasties. Are they the greatest ever? BYU softball has won nine consecutive conference championships. They have gone to the NCAA tournament. They've had like a straight years. like a conference dynasty. This is like a national. Oh, I know. Top I, six. I'm with team. you. Yeah, this I'm is, with you. This is different. Men's volleyball national championships. It's right? probably Three men's volleyball six. between '99 and 2004. Yeah, totally. Our question of the day is about making BYU football great again. What will that look like? At Twiggy or Stone responds on Twitter. Wins. That is the ultimate measure in the end. Need to start by beating Utah a few times. When you win, it leads to better things in other areas. And everyone's just generally happy. From Facebook, Brent Robinson. To quote Al Davis, just win, baby. Just win. Our producer's a Raiders fan. How'd that one get in there? Crazy. We have probably quoted (laughs) Al Davis more than any other person outside of the BYU realm on this show. Is Al Davis the... uh... The C.S. Lewis of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> like in LDS General Conference, it's like, prophets, apostles, C.S. Lewis. I love C.S. <laughs> He's C.S. the Lewis. C.S. Lewis of BYU Sports Nation. Perhaps. Bit of a, bit of a, bit of a different uh, standard. There. Draft yeah. speed, Jerem. Yes. Yes, Darius Hayward Bay. Coming up, SB Nation's Bill Connolly joins us. Why the numbers project 5.4 wins for BYU football this fall. Can't wait to hear that. Next, BYU Volleyball plays UCLA for the fourth time this season in the Final Four. We just broke it down. What's the confidence level like? Jalen Reyes is going to tell us next, the assistant coach from California. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You boys are going to be in Mesa at Pioneer Park for the BYU Fan Fest Saturday, May 5th, coming up. We can't wait. BYU players and coaches. Jason Shepard will join us as well. 
He asked, and he gets to come. We're super excited about that. Molongi's going to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun, man, on Cinco de Mayo. For whatever reason, whenever I see Arizona written out, I think about how a Korean says Arizona. Okay. It is Arizona. I like it. I don't know why, but that has been the case for the last 15 years since I returned from my two-year mission trip Your mission to South trip. Korea. Yeah. Arizona, mine is uh, Mine is Gatorade. In Portuguese from Gatoreji. You have those words, right? Yeah. You, it's 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 so random. But Arizona hey, is hey, one of those pass words. Pass that Gatoreji. <laughs> what? Orangey flavor. <laughs> Orangey. That's another one. Orangey. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So random. Welcome back, BYU Sports Are we Nation. On? We're on. Simulcast okay. on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day Making BYU football great again. What will that look like? Joe Walker on Facebook. Stop scheduling three to four games against teams a year where there is a slim to none chance of winning. I care about winning, not that the team lost to fill in the blank school. Now, I agree with Joe, but I do want one to two of those. The Oklahoma 09s, okay? Because if you win, the payoff is really big. You need Texas in 2014. I I agree that three to four is too much. I like one to two. It is hard to project who's going to do that ahead of time. Although, like, at Wisconsin, that's always going to be one of those games. You know know who plays a ridiculous schedule year in and year out? BYU Volleyball. Oh, yeah. Especially now, all these non-conference games with the MPSF split. They schedule the best, and they beat the best. And tonight in the Final Four, they are challenging themselves to do so again against UCLA. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is BYU Volleyball Assistant Coach Jalen Reyes. Jalen! Live from Los Angeles. Jalen, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, fellas. What are your emotions like right now, knowing that it's, yes, the Final Four, and you want to obviously get to the National Championship match, but... You've got exciting news and an exciting future for yourself headed to Nebraska. So how are you balancing all of this right now, Jalen? Uh, to be honest, I'm just I'm all in. I'm trying to win tonight. So I haven't really even been thinking about the whole Nebraska thing. I know it's exciting. I'm having to figure out some other things on the side for that. But I'm, people have been asking me, when do you leave, when do you leave, when do you leave? And I kind of, kind of forget what they're talking about because I'm so kind of invested in what's going on down here in Los Angeles this weekend. Jalen, what's this like for you? Because you played in a couple of these as a player. You've been an assistant coach on uh, you know, two, of these, two of these teams. Now it's the third in a row. What, how is this experience maybe different than the previous four for you in the NCAA tournament? Um, I, I think it's, it's a little surreal. I know it's going to be my last time um, you know, with UAU as, you know, in this current state, you know, I've been there, this is my fifth time to the final four, which is kind of cool in seven years. Um, I'm, uh, you know, this group of guys, um, these are the last Leo Sykes, Rupert, Brendan price. They're, they're the last guys that I were teammates with that, that are on the team. So it's kind of cool that they get to go out with, you know, their third straight final four. Um, and then just, you know, the emotion of this is, you know, we're going to go and play, you know, potentially we're going to play, you know, we're going to play UCLA tonight and potentially we could play Long Beach State or Ohio State. Um, you know, I think the four best teams are in the Final Four, which is really cool. And um, we get to do it at a, a big-time venue for men's volleyball, Poly Pavilion, and, um, you know, the site of BYU's first national championship. So 
it's kind of cool, kind of cool how it all worked out. Um, and just, you know, looking to take in this experience and, you know, hopefully we can, we can end up on top on Saturday. How would you explain the dynamic between BYU and UCLA, which have a longstanding rivalry in this sport? Yeah, I think, I, you know, from talking to guys who played in it, um, you know, maybe in the early 90s, the 90s, the early 2000s, I think there's a little bit of, uh, I would say, resentment. Um, but I think, you know, throughout the years, um, you know, I worked with a couple of the UCLA guys in the summer times, and there's a, a good mutual respect for one another. I think we compete with each other, not just for, not just on the court, but for, for troops in the summertime. And, you know, we, we kind of use each other as the measuring stick, I would say. We definitely use them as a measuring stick, and I would definitely say they probably use us as a measuring stick in terms of where they're at program-wise. So, um, you know, of course, we're going to do, you know, we're going to dance with them one more time to, to see who's going to go to the final. So we're, I think we're both excited. We're both a little bummed we have to play each other in the semis, but we're both really looking forward to it tonight. Yeah, I would have liked a BYU-Ohio State rematch not in, uh, you know, the Eastern time zone. That would have been nice. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps there's one uh, Saturday. We, we shall see. This, oh, is, yeah. this is the fourth meeting with UCLA. You played them three times. The one loss was at Poly Pavilion, where you're playing tonight, but you had locked up the one seed. So I think the context was different there, whether that's real or not. What's, what's going into the game plan tonight that – that maybe is different than you had, or is there anything different because you've won twice? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a ton different that we want to do, and I don't know, I'm not on their side, but I don't think there's a ton different they want to do. I think it's just can we execute, you know, what we want to do, and, you know, obviously what you want to do is taking away some of the other things the other team wants to do. So I don't think there's too much in terms of, like, X's and O's, I think it's just more, you know, serving and passing who can kind of dictate there and, you know, who can, you know, dictate offensively to the other team. You know, I think that's kind of where, you know, we're trying to get at. And that's kind of where our focus is, focus has been the last couple of days when we're getting rid of UCLA. It's always interesting the first time you do something. You want to soak in the experience and enjoy it from all levels. This is the third straight time BYU Volleyball has been to the Final Four, and we all know that the goal is to win the national championship. So what type of attitude are your players taking into this, the third consecutive Final Four appearance? I think the attitude is just what, we, you know, every match this season was the same. It's kind of a stepping stone to being good in May, and, you know, now we're in May, and, you know, this tonight hopefully is a stepping stone to Saturday, you know, so we need to, Make sure we don't, you know, we're trying to treat this as any normal game. You know, of course, everyone knows that it's not. But at the end of the day, once, you know, you're going to have a you know, couple, of, a couple of more exciting introductions in the beginning. But once the first serve is served, it's just a normal volleyball game after that. How much of a home court advantage do you expect UCLA to have in this situation where it's generally kind of neutral? Last year, obviously not at Ohio State. You're used to this. But how much home court do you expect for UCLA tonight? I think it is an advantage to play in your home gym, you know. So I, I don't know in terms of fan support. I know we're going to have a lot of people, um, a lot of BYU fans coming to the game at the 7.30 Pacific time start. definitely helps with that. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be an advantage for them. But, you know, we're excited and we're excited for the opportunity. Jalen Reyes, assistant coach for BYU Men's Volleyball, with us live on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, preparing for the Final Four matchup against UCLA tonight. It's hard not to notice what the seniors on this team have meant to BYU Volleyball, notably Leo Durkin, Price Jarman, and Brendan Sander. What does that trio 
mean to the success of the current season? Yeah, I mean, I think they're the only they're the as of t- after tonight they're going to be the only three, I believe, to start in three Final Fours. And he, I'm talking Ryan Millar didn't do that. Ozzy Antonetti, I don't believe he did that. Luca Sean, even older brother Taylor Sander didn't do that. You know, so I think they've definitely left their mark on this program in terms of I would say being three of the greatest players to ever play here. You know, so hopefully we can send them out and they can send themselves out the right way. Absolutely, that's an incredible accomplishment for those three uh, tonight. BYU's been really good at serving the ball at seed level. You talked about how important that, uh, how that has played. Do you expect that to be a major factor in the match tonight? I think that's going to be the biggest factor in terms of what team can serve and keep the other team off the net. You know, if we can serve them off the net, you know, I think we did a little bit better job of that in Provo the two times we played, and they did a really good job serving us off the net when, when we played down here. So I think that's going to be you know, I don't think it's going to be the single deciding factor, but it's going to be a huge, um, you know, dictator in terms of, um, you know, being able to win the game. I, I think serving, you know, in terms of, like, football X's and O's, being able to serve the other team off the net is like having a defensive end that can always get to the quarterback. It, like, really doesn't matter if you have the best quarterback in the world. If your defensive end is are always on top of the quarterback, usually you're going to be in good shape. So it's kind of like that, you know. So if we can keep them off the net, I think we're going to be fine. Last night was the ABCA banquet. Uh, for uh, two-part question: First, uh, how was the food? It was really, really good. I think it was like the Newport Rib Company. If you guys are ever down in Newport Whoa, Beach, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> definitely suggest that. Okay. Second question: Mickey Yauhiainen won the Elite Ninety, which is the uh-huh. highest GPA of any of the teams in the tournament. He has a four zero. That's that's awesome, cool. man. He's not even he's he's finished. Like it's school in another language. Oh yeah, and he. The most impressive thing is he got a 4.0. He got a 4.0. And he got an A uh, in the fall semester on um, in American Heritage. And whoever's gone to BYU, <laughs> if you get an A in American Heritage, you should probably just get your degree right there. <laughs> and and uh, it's funny because all the other kids on the team are like, the Finnish guy got an A in American Heritage, and we all got B's and C's. So that's impressive. Oh J- yeah, Jalen, you've got a 4.0 from us here in Studio B. <laughs> Thank you. Your, your teachers may not have agreed with that uh, when you were <laughs> yeah. here, but definitely to us, to us you have one. Definitely not. Jalen, great stuff, man. We appreciate you taking uh, time with us on game day. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that Final Four matchup tonight. We cannot wait. Thanks, fellas. You got it. Jalen Reyes on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, Thank your you. values, your timeline, your financial future. 10.30 Eastern tonight, BYU and UCLA, Final Four on NCA.com. Woo! Let's go. It's ball night on several levels. We'll get to that in the Cougar whip round, but the game tonight is the final four. I'm really bummed. I'm not going to go to the match, but I'm excited to watch it tonight. I went to the last two on the East Coast. I gotta, I'm got. i getting ready for the Fan Fest. Hey, listen, I'm when, excited to be when we Arizona. wrap up at the Fan Fest in Arizona, if anybody has a private jet that wants to get us over for the match, fly Jerem and myself over <laughs> to the national championship match in California, we would be happy uh, to accommodate the request of giving I, you our presence in said private jet. What a privilege. <laughs> uh, a certain pilot reached out to me, but the uh, the time of it's a 4 o'clock local 
first serve. It's not a seven. Otherwise, it's got to be. A, it's got to be a private jet. So get your G six ready. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, our five top thirty five S and P road games. Too tall of a task for BYU to tackle. Ask SB Nation's Bill Connolly. Plus, what's the chance BYU football wins two of the first three football games in the twenty eighteen season? Woo! We'll tell you next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Sweating thinking about that. Batcats have an important series at St. Mary's. Get your St. Mary's face out. 6 Eastern today on BYU Radio. Check it out. Right after BYU Baseball beats St. Mary's, BYU Volleyball takes on UCLA in the Final Four. Let's go, man. I'm pumped. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation friends. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We're hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed any of today's top BYUSN stories, fear not, we're about to do it again. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU, in collaboration with Utah State, has announced a two-year extension of the rivalry football series with the Aggies through the year 2022. The two games will both take place on Friday nights over General Conference weekend, October 1st, 2021, in Logan. The second game on September 30th, 2022, in Provo. The Cougars have essentially finalized their 2021 schedule with the addition of the Aggies. Well, well, well. Tonight, BYU men's volleyball plays UCLA for the fourth time this season. The Cougars went 2-1 and one in the regular season uh, and the uh, MPSF tournament. NCAA tournament semifinals tonight, 10.30 Eastern on NCAA.com. That's how you can watch it. We just chatted with assistant coach Jalen Reyes from L.A. in the last segment. He said that the serve is going to be the key to BYU's success tonight. Get it done. BYU baseball starts a three-game series at St. Mary's tonight at 6 Eastern. We just talked about that. Live on BYU Radio, you can watch it on the W.TV. The Cougars still in sixth place. The goal is to finish in the top four to get into the conference tournament. And to do that, BYU probably needs to sweep two of the final three series. That's a lot of pressure. And BYU men's golf received an at-large bid to the NCAA Regionals. Congratulations to the guys. The Cougars ranked 39th will be in Norman, Oklahoma. That regional, May 14th through the 16th, as a seventh seed. Nicely done. So men and women's golf in the NCAA regionals. Women's golf starting that dynasty in the West Coast Conference. I would say you need to do at least three of something. And they've won three consecutive West Coast Conference championships. So they have a dynasty. Let's go. And play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, I would love it for you to join us. There's a 100% chance I will. Amen. Number one, what's the chance BYU will win two of their first three football games this season? So Arizona, Cal, Washington. No, no, no Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Arizona, Cal, Wisconsin. What's the chance? Two of those on the road. 30. BYU's not winning at Wisconsin. Like, that's really hard. If BYU pulls off the Wisconsin win, wow. I, I would love that. BYU has an 11% 28%. chance, an 11% 28%. chance, according to Bill Connolly, of winning at Wisconsin. Listen, I think BYU can beat Arizona in the first game. I think Cal's the most winnable game at home. And then at Wisconsin, I think, is really tough. You're going to try and win the first two if this happens. I think two and one would be dope through the first three. 30% chance... Sounds pretty optimistic to me. It is. So what do you think? 14? Like 25%. Oh, that's not much lower. 
25% chance BYU wins two of the first three games. That's a loaded early trio of games. How many, how many teams nationally go through those three and win all three? Like 15? If that. If that. Like two of three on the run. There are only a handful of teams in college football that survive that trio to open up the season. And McNeese State next? Well, BYU only has an 89% chance of beating McNeese State. So the Cowboys have the that, same that chance to beat BYU about this season. 89? as the really? Cougars do to beat Wisconsin? Come on. Number two. What's the chance BYU will start a freshman quarterback in any game next season? They now have two of them in the quarterback room full of like 30 of them. I don't know. Yeah, Zacharias Wilson and Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall looks enormous, by the way. Well, KJ is like 5'8", 9". He's a big boy. 6'2", he's probably 220 pounds. Yeah, he's looking uh, svelte. Uh, What's the chance BYU starts a freshman quarterback? I go real low, like 10%. Tanner Mangum, Bo Hodge, Joe Critchlow. Chances are those guys are your kind of main starters, I would think. If BYU starts a freshman quarterback, things have not gone to plan. Like last year. So I'm going to choose... Jerem's angle here and go with you right, right around 10%. I want these freshmen to develop. Yes. I don't want to have to throw them in. Don't, don't. It's, it's, look, it's okay to be a freshman quarterback and just soak things in, yes. learn, go through film, meet Maybe with even your coaches. Yep. After the games are played, go through the X's and O's, stay healthy, be the scout team guy, compete against the first team BYU defense day in and day out, get better and, that way. And don't transfer. It's okay. You don't have to play right now. Not saying that one of the freshmen isn't capable of doing so right now. You just don't have to. Why if you don't have to? Take time. Number three. What's the chance that freshman Gavin Baxter starts a game this season for BYU Hoops? I go 100% on this one. BYU basketball is different. Yes. I think that Gavin Baxter will start games this season. I think he's that good. And I think BYU has the need. A game, 100%. Multiple games, now we're like, oh, okay. Multiple, so two plus, 100%. We'll see. And it's different Mark for it down. freshman. At BYU, cold takes exposed, which doesn't exist. We, that that person needs down. to come into existence. <laughs> Who wants to take that You Twitter and I do not need that person to come into existence. What are you saying? <laughs> we don't need this. Gavin Baxter's going to start a game, and you're right. He'll probably start multiple games. Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's just not as big of a deal for a freshman to start in basketball as it is a quarterback chi- in football. The only child started a bunch of games. Gavin Baxter, similar athleticism situation. Nick Emery started a bunch of games. TJ Hawes started like, a bunch a of thing. games. It's a thing at Brigham. Number four. Last one. What's the chance Taysom Hill plays more than newly signed Saints quarterback JT Barrett? Oh, a gajillion percent. Uh Sean Payton, head coach of the Saints, loves him some Taysom Hill. That was reiterated yes. again yesterday on uh, the NFL, NFL Network's Network. morning show. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill was brought up again, a guy saying, look, in, in, the, in the three production meetings that I've been in with Sean Payton, they gush about Taysom Hill. Who doesn't gush about Taysom Hill? Even Texas gushes about and, Taysom Hill. And this isn't just at the quarterback position. Taysom Hill has played special teams, though. I don't know if JT Barrett's going to even see the field. Taysom Hill will J- see the field. JT Barrett can play special teams. No. 
Question of the day. Making BYU football great again. What will that look like? Another Taysom Hill, perhaps? Perhaps. We'll see. Coming up, by the numbers. Is BYU's schedule too tough, and why are the Cougars projected to get 5.4 wins? And next, how can Kalani Satake make BYU BYU again? We'll ask Bill Connolly, who presented that question yesterday in his Cougar Football 2018 preview. 5.4 wins, too? I want some explanation. He's he's got some explaining to do. Let's go. Come on, Bill. 5.4? What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. In two days from henceforth, we will be in uh, Mesa, Arizona, Pioneer Park, 2 to 4 Eastern Time, 11 to 1 local time at the Fan Fest for BYU. We can't wait to be there. Kalani Satake and company will be there. So hang out with us in Mesa Saturday from 11 to 1 local time or watch from 2 to 4. Bring on the heat. It's going to be a hundred. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYU Sports Station rebroadcast, as a reminder, airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can always watch or listen on demand. Joining us now, our second guest on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline today is SB Nation college football writer Bill Connolly. Bill, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me again. 5.4 5.4 wins projected for BYU football. <laughs> How do you come up with those projections for wins and win probability? Yeah, so, I mean, the S&P Plus rankings are, are kind of my baby. I've been doing them at SB Nation and Football Outsiders since about 2008. Uh, They're based on all the things that actually win football games. Efficiency, uh, you know, the, the the big play aspect, the field position aspect, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then those projections in the offseason basically take your recent per, uh, your recent performances, your recent history, uh, looks at recruiting rankings a little bit, looks at returning production from last year, and that's how it spits out a ranking of 76th over overall, uh, which would be an improvement over uh, over the number 101 ranking they got last year. So there's that. You ever question your numbers? Like you, you crunch the numbers and you go, oh, I don't know. Or you, every time you're like, nope, that's spot on. Well, no, I, I, I always view the numbers. We always try to think of them, uh, you know, we, we, may, we mistakenly think of them as the answer, uh, where, where <laughs> for me it basically tells me what questions to ask. It, tell, it gives me a starting point. So a team like BYU, obviously I know that uh, recruiting is a little different. Uh, it, you know, I'm looking at the last two years of recruiting rankings to plug into uh, the projections formula, but, you know, a lot of the BYU freshmen are, are from two years ago, so it gets a little weird, uh, and, and those numbers don't change all that much recruiting. Wise, they did a little bit in the wrong direction this year, uh, but overall, that's uh, relatively stable. But no, I, I use that as a starting point, basically as a kind of a, a program health indicator, and then I kind of build my own opinions off of that. Well, considering the health of the BYU program coming off a four and nine season, it's understandable why the projection would be five point four. That said, before last year's worst season in essentially a half a century, BYU had gone to twelve consecutive bowl games. I am of the opinion that all hands are on deck. Alerts are super high. They're going to do anything and everything to get to six wins. I feel like they will win six games. Bill, why or why not do you feel like BYU can exceed that 5.4 win projection and get back to a bowl game? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the, the projections themselves are kind of designed to be pretty conservative. So, you know, if something like BYU where they had an offense at a certain level for most of the last decade or so and then just and not only regressed but just fell off a cliff, uh, the odds of that team bouncing back further than what do I have? One-tenth is the projection for offense. I would assume this ends up being at least like a top 70 or 80 DR offense, which means, you know, you get closer to kind of a six range. I My problem with uh, BYU this year is just the, those five road games. Make it so hard to to envision a scenario where there's anything more than about seven wins. Like, because not only you know if you if you pull an upset in one of those five, and I, I would say especially the Arizona game is is up for grabs. But if you pull if you go one and four in those games, you pretty much have to w- almost win out uh, otherwise. And you've got a lot of really tricky home games left on that schedule too. So it's a it's a really tricky schedule here, and and it'll be interesting to see how a new offense can help navigate through that. Bill, I feel like I'm leading the charge uh, in the BYU schedule is too tough. What's the point of this uh, wagon? Um, from your perspective, looking in, what what do you think of the way BYU scheduling and how tough it is? Well, I mean, it, it, it ends up being kind of a Power 5 equivalent schedule. I can't get into a Power 5 conference than, you know, make it a, a, a sort of equivalent, although this year is especially that road schedule is harder than most P5 schedules you're going to see. Um, you know, the, the the home schedule, I don't want to say it's easy because there are a lot of teams like NIU and UMass on there that I think are actually going to be pretty solid, uh, but the, the names on that road schedule are pretty ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, this might have been a little bit overambitious, but I guess it just depends on, you know, there are basically two ways to to build the brand or build the program. One of them is by bringing in as many big matchups as possible. And if you, you know, win some of them, then you get to, uh, you know, have that boost and get that exposure. The other aspect is to schedule super light, go about 11 and one every year, uh, and then hope that you make a really nice display in your bowl game uh, to, to kind of, you know, build that notoriety as well. And I mean, I can kind of see both ways, but I don't mind the ambition at all. This year's schedule though might be a little bit, too much. Yeah, I can admire ambition as well. I just think it needs BYU needs to pull back a little bit because I don't see how BYU can actually be consistently, quantifiably relevant if the Cougars don't get ranked and kind of finished ranked. How do you, how do you see uh, what BYU can do to quantify its relevance? Like if the schedule is too hard, how do you do that? Yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of depends on whether we're looking at BYU as, you know, a top 30 level program, top 50, top 70. If this is a top 30 team this year, schedule all of a sudden doesn't really look all that bad. you still got, obviously, the trips to Wisconsin and Washington, but then Arizona looks pretty beatable at that point if you're a top 30 team. Boise State, you're basically even with them. Uh, Utah, you're basically even with them. So just part of the, you know, the timing of this schedule, not only that it's, it's got some really huge uh, road games in it, but it's coming now uh, after this, you know, it, in the middle of this attempted rebound, that makes it extra difficult. If this was a schedule like four or five years ago when things uh, were, were seemingly at its kind of a top 30 or 40 trajectory, that's one thing. But the timing of it uh, makes it seem a lot worse than maybe it would be in some other year. SB Nation college football writer Bill Connolly with us on BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday you posed the question, can Kalani Satake make BYU BYU again? What is BYU in your mind in that instance? 
Well, I think, I mean, there are two things, two, two different things. Number one, I, I do still envision the, the 80s and 90s uh, aerial t- attack. Uh, that's, that was such a huge part of the BYU DNA for so long, and that, that's not really coming back, I don't think, uh, at least not uh, under this regime. But the other part is just, you know, being able to recruit at a top 50 or 60 level and then put a top 30 or 40 product on the field. And, and that's, I think, still on the table. This is going to be a really tricky year. It, it is, recruiting did seem to suffer a little bit last year, and it's going to, if you go 4 and 8 again or something, it's going to suffer even more. But uh, if you can get to just get back to six or seven wins and show, uh, just show an identity of any kind, it doesn't have to be passing. But that, that, the problem last year was that they just had no idea what they could do, do well, uh, partially because they really couldn't do anything well offensively. Uh, and they just didn't have any idea of how to go about scoring points and winning games. So uh, you get back to that. I think the identity that they're going to bring in, honestly, is almost a mirror image of the defensive identity that the Satake teams tend to have, or the Satake defenses tend to have. Nice, physical, uh, you know, you know, pretty uh, burly up front, and, and a lot of good running backs. So it seems like you can build an identity around that. It's not going to be the, 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 the air it out kind of 80s or anything, but you can score some points at least. How much in your projections do you account for kind of the unknown in the future? And maybe that's where recruiting comes in. But BYU hires Jeff Grimes and is a first-time coordinator. I guess how do you project that, or can you? Yeah, you don't, or I don't. Um, the, the major thing there is just that coaching changes are a zero-sum thing. So we can assume that a new coach is going to come in and it's going to kind of progress back towards the mean of what we've come to accept uh, or come to uh, expect from BYU offensively and whatnot. But there's no way to really guarantee that. So uh, yeah, it's basically looking at just the, the numbers that the team produced last year and, and you know who they return from that and building from there. It doesn't take coaching changes into account. And Unfortunately. And good grief, we don't even know who the starting quarterback at BYU right. is going to be. Yeah, it, the, Tanner Mangum's career has been interesting. It's almost been backwards in a way. Um, and and I, I really kind of hope that he's able to, to, to finish well uh, because it really there was such promise from his freshman year and, and, and such a problem just all the way around last year. But competition's good. I think that's the one thing that is encouraging about this offense is, you know, for those four or five quarterbacks that, you know, are going to have to push each other. Uh, and, you know, in theory, that means the more competition you've got, the, the more sturdy the first string guy is. You've got lots of good uh, running backs. You've got lots of receivers. I don't quite know how good, but lots of them to choose from. Uh, decent selection from the line. So in theory, when you don't know quality for sure, just throw a bunch of quantity out there and hope somebody sticks. <laughs> and I think they've got that going for them. That's my life motto. <laughs> yeah. Bill, by win probability, Washington is the toughest opponent on BYU's schedule. A close second is Wisconsin. I agree with that win probability. I think Washington is the toughest opponent. Jerem says he thinks Wisconsin has the toughest, uh, I guess, field that BYU will see. Yeah, Yeah. home field that BYU will see. Who's going to be BYU's toughest opponent? Well, I mean, yeah, both of those are are 21-point favorites or at least 21-point favorites, so you can't really go wrong with either one. I really, I mean, my numbers love Washington this year with what they return um, and just having that continuity in the passing game and everything else, I think it's going to make them a really dangerous team. But obviously, both of these teams are going to be top 10 or 11 or 12 caliber good this year, and and that's going to be probably too much for a rebounding BYU team to handle. Otherwise, I mean, my numbers love Boise State, too, so that, that kind of rules that game out to a certain degree as well. Bill, here's to more than 5.4 wins for BYU football. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I could see them getting to six. I just think that's kind of where you're drawing the line this year, six and maybe seven if everything breaks right. But just do that, get back to a bowl, and then figure things out from there. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Thank you. Bill Connolly on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. If you like analytics, Bill Connolly's like the college football guy. Like he's he his breakdowns are really thorough, fantastic. I said to our producer, I said he breaks down BYU better than we do. Follow like he's him. He's really good on Twitter at SBN underscore Bill C. It's nice to have that validation too of the win total that we mentioned. Coming up, a volleyball final four game tonight, and another team gets an at large into their NCAA tournament. How does BYU football become great again? We'll get to more of your responses to our question of the day coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, BYU Volleyball Assistant Coach Jalen Reyes and SB Nation College Football Writer Bill Connolly. If you missed any of today's show, you can only uh, always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU announces a two-game extension of the Utah State Football Series through 2022. The Cougars play at Utah State October 1st, 2021, which is the 11th FBS game that season, basically completing it. And in Provo on September 30th, 2022, both on Friday night, BYU and Utah State. Uh, it's Final Four night for BYU Volleyball, Jerem. They take on UCLA for a third time this season, trying to get to a third straight national championship match. You can watch tonight, streamed on NCAA.com at 10.30 Eastern. Baseball. Batcats start a three-game series at St. Mary's tonight, 6 Eastern, live on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Golf. BYU men's golf received an at-large bid to the NCAA Regionals. The Cougars ranked 39th. will play in Norman, Oklahoma. The regional happens between May 14th and 16th. They are a seventh seed. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies scored 23 points and had five rebounds in a Zalgiris 81-74 win over Leet Cabelis. Nicely done. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. You need the most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today? Today it goes to men's volleyball. An extra karma boost for these guys to take down UCLA tonight. 10.30 Eastern on NCAA.com. In the final four for volleyball. Let's go. Our question of the day. Making BYU football great again. What will that look like? Our elite voice of the day from at Greg Rosenhan on Twitter. Make football a required class for graduation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's American heritage. In your college career, you must have at least one 10-win season or you can't graduate. Wow, there'd be not a lot of graduates at a lot of schools. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Joe Hillman, 2004 National Champion. We'll see you tomorrow. Beat the Bruins!